So yeah, welcome sure. to Defen, Tim. I think it's a uh... thanks for having me. <laughs> so far, <laughs> total pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Defen, episode number eighty-three, I think. Yeah, yeah, eighty-three. Wow. Okay, we are octogenarian now. Well, we have been octogenarian for three episodes uh, already, so we're almost reaching ninety, and ninety um, is basically hundred, right? So. Yeah, this is our uh, 100th episode pretty much, you know, Definitely. give or take. <laughs> give or take. <laughs> I'm just rounding it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on where it is after the after the decimal. Anyway, welcome Tim. So please introduce yourself and uh, your dog and um, then we can uh, move on to uh, you know, random crap like closure and all that shit, you know, unimportant yeah. things. Sure. So uh, the dog's not here because else I wouldn't get a word in. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm Tim Zeller. I live in Freiburg in the beautiful southern Germany. Um, already said so um, before, uh, around 45 minutes away from France and Switzerland. Mm. So we get to reap the benefits of uh, the best cheese and the best croissants. Yeah. Um, I'm working for which is the which, company. by the way. Oh, that's that's a loaded question, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I think I think he's talking oh. about Germany. <laughs> <laughs> best cheese is from Germany. Best croissants are from Germany. They're all uh, sausages anyway. Moving on. <laughs> no, the, the, cro the croissants really stopped being good um, as as soon as you set a foot into the German uh, uh, oh, area. The boundary, it's, yeah. Yes, it's, yeah. they never make it uh, over the border. Um, <laughs> the butter just stops being good at that point. <laughs> I think yeah, that the croissants have like only two layers. In France, there is like two million layers, and then they just fall it two times. <laughs> like I'll call it croissant. Yeah, and in Germany, they're burned always. So oh, ah, yeah, that's so sad. But I, but I'm I'm kind of like I'm thinking the French are going to be a bit upset that their cheese isn't the best as well because they're pretty cheese it, heavy. They're they're different. Um, I wouldn't put uh, one above the other. But if you want, if you make a cheese fondue, you have to have the Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese, yeah, yeah. the Gruyere, yeah, yeah. But I think it, it depends on the, the, the um, what do you call that? Like the usage of the cheese, right? The type of the cheese. I, I'm not a cheese head, if that is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, there, are, there are lots of holes in my brain. So, yes. Oh. You know, <laughs> I'm a cheese head. Then, it, then. then you're a Swiss cheese head. <laughs> yes, Swiss cheese head. Yes. I thought it's like a, every region has like a different type of cheese that you that goes with some specific thing whatever i guess in, in in france maybe in france for sure yeah yes yeah. yes um so for me i like the hard cheeses from switzerland more and the soft cheeses from france but that's yeah. personal yeah, yeah yeah okay not not to uh, offend anybody here that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we should do that monty python cheese shop skip now <laughs> <laughs> and he coming back I don't care how fucking runny it is. It's anyway, runny. Yeah, okay. Oh, look at it. It's running away. <laughs> the cat's just drank it. <laughs> anyway, okay. So oh my Swiss God. cheese. Tim said it. Best cheese is in the Switzerland and best croissants are in France. So I think uh, I think now because of it's your comment, like I think Swiss can't be a neutral country anymore because they're going to fight now because of you, Tim. Yeah. I as I, uh, I will start a new project in Switzerland next week, so I have to uh, <laughs> yeah. lay, some, lay some groundwork here. <laughs> oh, that's the reason. They paid you in cheese already. <laughs> and you're like, pimp my cheese. Like, okay, fine. That's part of the contract. We get it. 
Nice. And what's uh, what's the great food of Freiburg? Um, Freiburg is usually very meat heavy. There's uh, um, the Lange Rote. That's no, hold a very on, long. Hold on, hold on, Tim. This is a vegetarian podcast. I'm vegetarian <laughs> we're too. Not, we're not so... allowed to discuss meat <laughs> oh, on the podcast. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no, go on. Oh, anyway, this is a, this is an all vegetarian podcast. This is pretty yeah. epic. And I'm talking about sausages. Yeah. <laughs> no, so um, and on vegetarian specialties, you have um, vegetarian Maultäschle. It's like okay. um, you make a pocket out of pasta dough and fill it with with a lot of stuff, right. and then you can either either cook it in water or you um, fry it in a pan. Oh, hmm. like a dumpling, uh, pierogi uh, sort of way, like a yes, big ravioli. Yes. Ah, yeah. nice, nice. Um, people from the area will argue if it's okay to say that it's a specialty also in Freiburg because it is from another area in Germany too, and there's always fighting. It's like with the cheeses again. So <laughs> yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't go around the hot topics today, can I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're starting wars about food now. <laughs> but isn't the wait? I mean, I I, I was in um, Hamburg and then I think. Uh, I was eating some dish that is like a filled with macaroni sort of pasta and then lots of cheese on it and then deep baked sort of thingy. They said it's a, it's another uh, German speciality. Maybe it's Kerspätzle. a Bulgarian. Yeah. Kerspätzle. They're, they're also uh, uh, very popular in this area here. Oh, um, okay. Man, that's yeah. a heavy, heavy dish. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. That's why it usually gets served with a very small side salad to freshen it up. <laughs> 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 two two leaves and then, <laughs> yes, and then twenty kilo of cheese. <laughs> Usually, that's the ratio. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's from your area. And is the is the the the, the dance with Lederhosen is in your area as well? No, 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 no. That's, no. that's Bavaria, Bavaria, isn't it? That's Bavaria. Uh, that's far off. There's mountains in between, and that's a good thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, big anyway, place, Germany, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think that 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 fills up our you know um, offense part of this podcast. I mean, yes, I'm afraid so. Yes. <laughs> so, so Tim, is is it uh, like an alpine area as well, or is it just um, is alpine adjacent? No, no. Um, we are on the foot of the Black Forest. All right. Okay. So the whole um, imagery with um, cuckoo clocks and yeah. the big mm. um, pine trees. Mm. Yeah. No, no. It's not pine. It's I'm lacking the English word for the tree. Um, Sit in German and someone can translate uh, it tanne? for us. Yeah. yeah, it's the Tannen. So I'm not sure what the uh, English word for that is. But... No, I have no idea. Yeah. Okay, tree, I guess. Moving yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> With Dog needles. Tree. Wooden tree. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, okay. is, it, is it pine? No, it's not pine. You said it's not I'm pine. not sure if I thought pine was a different kind of needled tree, but okay. I'm not a tree expert. Some conifer so... of some type. Yes. Yes, oh. that sounds about right. Yeah. Sycamore? No, that's a... Deciduous, isn't it? Wait, wait, wait. I, that, that bugs me now. <laughs> uh -oh. It's a fir. Oh, a fir oh. tree. Yeah. Yes. Oh, a fir. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I keep. Every time I type F O R and then my my keyboard keeps correcting me for F I R and then keeps <laughs> showing me that fucking emoji. Okay, that's the, that's the thing. Okay. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's, and the area is not alpine, but um, we still. Uh, I guess the last um, areas with snow are now closing ski um, yeah. for skiing. So um, yeah, in the winter we can drive thirty minutes up the mountain to to ski cross country. Nice, nice, usually for me, nice. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, we don't have that uh, white slippery stuff here in the city. So mm. yeah, it's nice here. Mm. <laughs> okay. okay. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds so, like a really nice place. Yeah. Yeah. Love it here very much. I think every, every, I think most of the closure people, they, they tend to live in really cool places, I think. Everybody we talk to, they're living in some somewhere remote, and most of us are doing remote work anyway. So, I think you you have a choice to have like uh, live in a much much nicer place than in, in the bigger cities and going into metro every day and that kind of shit. Mm. So. Well, I believe the biggest closure happened in Germany is Berlin. That's not yeah, that yeah. remote, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I really think nice they'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, so I think we. Um, uh, well, we we have five minutes left, so I think we should uh, <laughs> switch to <laughs> switch to some topic about uh, about closure. Uh, but uh, I think Ray, you said yeah, you wanna just, there was a couple talk of things about the latest term. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of things. I, I don't know if this is uh, going to be a regular thing. We'll see. But um, <laughs> given the irregularity of the podcast, I'm not sure we can cut anything. <laughs> it's regular, really. <laughs> It's, it's but, going um, to be regular on the regular schedule. So yeah, if I could regularly think about it, but uh, <laughs> we were given the good news this week that closure one point eleven is out. Yeah. Um, so I wondered, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you think about it? Is there a big fanfare? Or are you kind of like dying to try it, or are you kind of like? Oh wait, yeah, I thought this yeah. this segment of the show is basically us reading through the whole, um, you know, a change log. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like no, no. commit number two four seven three. No. Undo the error message <laughs> that we did for whatever the fuck. It's one of those things. And then we, we read the Jira tickets and then you know. Yeah, like no. Whatever whatever on. comes out of your head rather than like what you know, we're not gonna read this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean for me, I it feels like a kind of uh, what what was that? There was a version of OSX which was just kind of quality of life improvements or like mm. uh, robustness or whatever it was, mountain lion or something. Mountain lion, yeah. 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 It feel one eleven feels a bit like that to me. It feels like they're just kind of like they're putting a release out. That's fair enough. It's good to do. But mm. you know, there ain't much to shout about, I think, really. But um yeah, maybe maybe uh maybe you guys have different views. Um so I I have already upgraded all our productive code to 111 uh, just to get rid of the whole Java UUID interrupt yeah, code. Yeah, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I, I believe that's uh, one of the smallest things in that release, but the yeah, random yeah. UUID, I just was eager to throw all that Java interrupt out because it just so annoys me that I had to write so much code for this. But you so, know, um, the funny thing is, as far as I know, that's been the first area where we've seen bugs. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. I think the version five UUID between um, version one one ten and one eleven is somehow non deterministic uh. between the two versions. I, I, this is what I read on the interwebs, anyway. But uh, could be wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying. Check your code. Yes, I should. Thank you. <laughs> but isn't it um, using just the same Java random UID code in the in the background anyway, right? It's just like a utility function that we can do in Clojure now. Yeah. Yes, it's just yeah, um, yeah, like like we did it before. So it's just yeah, our 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 utility function moved to core now. 
Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> exactly. that's what I mean. I mean, I, I understand everybody is super excited about this because I was reading about 111 and then, you know, the, the, the chatter on the interweb is like, oh my God, there is a random UID function now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <I know>. God. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I can, I can do okay, a small okay. amount of like maths in, uh, in men, which is, like, wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's fine. You know, it's nice. It's, uh, but yeah. it doesn't exactly, you know, the aubergine isn't exactly <laughs> popping up, you know. <laughs> but that that's the that's the fun fun part. Like, you know, now now that means <laughs> we are excited about such a small thing. <laughs> people are waiting for this stuff forever. And I'm like, thank yeah. God now I can replace one line of Java with one line of closure. <laughs> I'm so happy now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, obviously people worked on it and it's it's good stuff. So I oh, don't yeah, want to yeah. don't knock anything, but uh, you know, just 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 feel like a kind of yeah, you know, it's fine, it's good. Going forward is nice, but uh, I, yeah. I mean, it, it's not just like full version bump for adding random UID functions. Well, I think I there's like three, <laughs> Some three other things, things as far as I know, like random UID, this yeah. keyword argument for multi for um, var args thing. The alias namespaces. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, 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 okay, and then yeah. Java as as, uh, as, uh, uh, as alias or something, something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, uh, I need to open the change log. Uh -oh. I, I think this has to be that thing, you know. And, and I will read through the Jira tickets. I was just looking at the random UID thing, and it was opened in 2016. So I think we should be very happy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. It only took six years. They're really getting <laughs> through the backlog here. <laughs> yes. So that means we we've already. Well, don't tell me there was a patch for it in 2016 as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, no. So the patch I'm is only surprised that there wasn't really because it seems like there could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I still have to look at the new uh, iteration function. I, oh, right. It, right. It's, it's, it's something that it looks really useful and really nice, but I haven't really figured out a use case for it. I need to play around with that for a while, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to get past reducers and transducers first, you know. Yeah. So. But I think, I mean, it, it's it's in the nature of the closure, right? I mean, we we kind of settled after, I don't know, at some point, uh, one eight or something at, at some level. Like, okay, the, the, the language is pretty much done as in, I mean, there is absolutely zero changes to the language, right? I mean, yeah. these are utility functions. Maybe you can say the namespace thing is a bit, uh, it's not language, it's still kind of a, uh, namespace macro change a little bit mm -hmm. the uh, sorry required uh, thing but i don't think there is much needed because everything is happening in the in the community in the libraries anyway all the fun stuff mm -hmm. so i don't i don't expect magical changes uh, in the in the language which is a good thing in my opinion yes absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. You, you see yeah, that I totally uh, agree. yeah when you see that in in java they remove stuff from core now because they uh considered that it's, there's too much stuff in there that should yeah. be in its own module or library. Yeah, 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 so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think Scala went through the same kind of thing because when they released, they have all the XML parsing, JSON parsing, all the shit mm. into the into the standard thing. I think there, there is always this discussion in the languages. Um, maybe this is something interesting to hear your thoughts about, um, uh, your thoughts as well, Tim. Like There is this batteries included versus you know, barebone language. Yeah. Because Python did the batteries included thing and they're also kind of doing like a 
you know removing some of the shit from the mm. core anyway you know people are not using i'm not i'm not a big uh, fan of batteries included so mm. i'm i believe that closure does this really really well there's a ton of useful libraries um and everything you include you need to maintain yeah and um, that's also a reason why Java removed a lot of stuff because they didn't want to maintain everything or they saw they that maintaining yeah. that stuff is expensive. Yeah. Um, and I believe that also makes it much easier to be backwards compatible, which uh, mm. Clojure is the glowing example um, mm -hmm. in, um, currently. Um, and I'm completely fine with utility functions and just um, yeah, importing what I need when I need mm. it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a really good standard library as well. I mean, it's kind of like yep. a mix of like batteries included and, you know, and it's like there's a sort of small, uh, like cool. one of these small metallic batteries included. You know, it's not like mm -hmm. it's, it's not the full car battery included. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's a really nice standard library. So I think that's, that's one of Clojure's yep. wins as well. You know, you can do a lot yep. just out of the box. But like you say, PJ, the language itself is very stable. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think there is much, uh, because if you see most of the work is happening in the in the libraries, even from the core team, right? The it's it's happening yeah. within within specs or uh, um, depths, for example, depths hidden. Uh, yeah. All mm -hmm. all these things are are you know much nicer. So uh, Tim, you you said that you moved to eleven. Like how how when did you start with closure and then? How, how the journey has been until um, 11. <laughs> I believe I started um, to learn it uh, as a hobby in 2013. Oh, okay. Um, but I had a really rough start uh, into the language. So I um, I got the books, I, I read the blogs, the tutorials. Yeah. Um, and it always, I, re I really liked it, but I couldn't really get the use case out of it. So mm. I, I was not really able to, um, to build really running software from that. Um, I'm not sure I've started with a web web library, Noir. Was oh, yeah, something? yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got the grip of that, and then it was yeah, kind of abandoned or not the yeah. status quo anymore. Yes. And um, for me personally, I, it started to click when I started using Luminous. Okay. Because uh, before Luminous, Closure, what, what, what were you using just before going Java. to Java? Okay. Uh, writing in Java yeah. since 2008, yeah. I believe. Um, and I still um, partially write Java for a living for, mm. for uh, customers, for clients. Yeah. Because the closure uh, service market is not that big in Germany. Yeah. Um, and coming from Java, it's yeah, here in Java, you have that framework, set it up, and you have a web server running, and everything is batteries included. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, with Clojure, I had that uh, epiphany when I started with uh, with Luminous because you you told it what you wanted in yeah. uh, to have uh, it included, mm -hmm. and then you have a running site with middlewares and routing and everything, and then it started to make sense for me from there on. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. then um, shout out more... to Yorktus Dimitri, friend of the show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, a uh, great framework. Yeah. Uh, or a library collection and templating mechanism. I'm not sure if I should call it a framework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a framework, right? Because on its own, I mean, you, you can pick the bits and pieces with uh, yeah. Luminous, like which, yeah. uh, for what use case, which library you want to use, I guess. 
Well, yeah. He's doing yeah. a version two of it, isn't he? Or a new a new take on it. Kit, oh. isn't it? Yes, okay. Kit. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, which is even a smaller call. So yeah. yeah. So I should get get him back to talk about Kit. Anyway, yeah, we should later. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Tim, back to you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, uh, the interest got um, got bigger when I started visiting the Closure D conference in Berlin. Right. Um, okay. um, shout out to uh, Doc Twonding for organizing yep. that. Yeah. Um, and Sandra and Ingo. Yes. Yes. All the magical people who keep um, uh, you know, the closure fire burning. Around <laughs> <around> Berlin, <laughs> I believe I have been there now, including the online version, four times. Oh, so we might have uh, we might have met in Berlin, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Might be. Probably we might meet again this year. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I know, but year. I'm we'll meet. But I'm a celebrity, year. you know. I meet a lot of people, and <laughs> yes. people come to me, and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> we need your autograph," and I'm like, "Sure, why?" And I'm I'm, I'm a dick to everybody, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it um and it peaked in the beginning of 2021, where mm -hmm. I decided to leave my old job and found my own company. Yeah, and um, we are yeah writing our own stuff in Closure. We're building a product right now with Closure and Closure Script. Nice. And um, when we founded that company, it was uh yeah really not a question which language to use. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, we're now um still have to learn. A lot of stuff. We didn't start building everything in the beginning of twenty one. Mm. Um, so the whole, um, yeah. But is um, it still? Is it still so tell us a little bit or, about the company. Yeah. I mean, you know, and the product yeah. yes. and what you're doing. Yeah, sure. It's free advertising. Um, we're, we're <laughs> yes, I, we're very I can't, happy to give you it. You know, I I can't tell too much about the the product because uh, we're yet to release our first. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fair enough. Uh, preview. Yeah. Um, we're building it on React Native, so. Um, it's a shadow CLJS app with mm -hmm. uh, which gets um, cross compiled to iOS to Android. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a Luminous stack in the back end with XCDB, also mm -hmm. amazing piece yeah. of technology. Very good. Um, yeah, and that's what we're building. We're currently building um, very small code base, and the company itself. We are only three people currently, um, mm. and we are two. Yeah, I'd say consultants. We get in the money, yeah. and the third one is writing the product. So, nice. with okay. um, support and clever remarks from the sideline from the other two, of course, <laughs> um, the backseat drivers. Yes, yes. <laughs> two managers and one developer seriously working on the product. And then. Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. Are you arguing uh, about tabs versus spaces yet? <laughs> Oh, oh no, no. We we have touched cheese. We have touched food and Bavaria versus uh, the rest of Germany. We won't we won't go into we, we, did, we did cats versus dogs. Yes, <laughs> we have to draw a line somewhere. Okay, fair point. <laughs> well, I mean, let's 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 get all the all the flame wars out of the way then. So Emacs or some other shit. So switch switched to cursive from Emacs uh, six weeks ago. Boom, boom, well, boom, so that's all win. the time we have for this. Thank you, Tim. You know, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, you know, team sensible this, wins this, again. This this fifteen minutes were because you had a dog, and then now we're done. You know, we don't have anything in common anymore. <laughs> now we have we have one um, VS Code user, okay, and two cursive users. Yeah, we'll get there. You'll get there <laughs> eventually. <laughs> You'll see the light. 
<laughs> I, have, I have faith in you. You, you poor, poor man, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> now, now he's just going to stalk you. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like inviting a vampire in. You know, it's like <laughs> I, I never uh, talked about any invitations yet. So. <laughs> anyway, no, but you said you don't yeah. use Emacs. I mean, that's essentially the same as inviting ah, okay. a yeah. vampire in. You know, but you have to you have to say it three times in front of a mirror, don't don't you? Not no. with these guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not using it, right? You know, it's okay. like there you go. Like I'm a vegan. Uh, I've, I've told you that now. You know, it's the same shit. Like, how do you know somebody is Emacs user? They will tell you. <laughs> Don't worry. But first thing, <laughs> my entire personality is me being an Emacs user. <laughs> That's the Have you heard point. the good news? <laughs> There's an update of Emacs. <laughs> it would be amazing. Like we, we just, you know, we just say, okay, you know, maybe after an hour or so, we finish the podcast and then your bell rings and then I'm like have you heard the good word of <laughs> I am from Saint Ignatius <laughs> like God, I'm, mess, I'm, <laughs> I'm the Emacs witnesses anyway but, moving but on that's, but that's not the issue with uh, the commands with your dog right you're not saying MX sit or something <laughs> like that um, pretty much okay <laughs> I mean, he has his own Lisp machine in his brain, so <laughs> which which seems to run a different kind of bytecode. What I'm telling him, so the translation is always weird in his brain. So no side effects at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> he has dog Lisp running in his brain. Anyway, seems like to... it's from a, from the earlier conversation. It's difficult to change it while it's working. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I don't have a repel into his brain yet. No, so we, we'll, we will get there. Anyway, back to back to the thing. So, um, so you're building a mobile app then, right? With uh, yeah. React Native, I'm assuming. Because so you, React Native, can you tell you can us anything the about the domain at all, Tim? Or is yes, it just like, um, you know, we it's, it's dogs super and cheese and, um, and cross okay. yes, <laughs> we were, um, So it's for um, for end users, not for for companies, not for enterprise clients. Oh, it's a B two C. Yeah. Yes, and um, we tried yeah. we try a new take on the whole um, meeting up and calendar organization. Ooh, nice. Right. Okay. So there's there's a lot of um, great apps out there or great mm. web apps, um, and we try to yeah get a spin on that with um, with a little bit more privacy. Mm. So Ooh, not uh, exposing yeah. your calendar to other people and they can just block you when they see ah he has ten minutes free time here. Yeah. We yeah. won't let that happen. Mm. Um, still, um, yeah, we we planned on releasing the first version in the first quarter, which ah. Won't happen. Um, <laughs> but we had now for around three months of development time for that. So quick, well, pretty I quick mean, turnaround, nevertheless. So You still have yeah. four more days, you know, for the first quarter. So you never know. Yeah, but the one developer <laughs> doing closures on vacation now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. You let him have a holiday at the end of the quarter. I mean, that's really, you know, that's yeah. the, the new way of employing people, Tim. This is, uh, this is very liberating. He or she, I don't know. When the, the person comes they, back yeah. and they're like, you know what? We're switching to Emacs. Then you know you're gonna deliver software, like you know. Oh my god, he's over there again. <laughs> uh, no, I'll just say uh, we will go to uh, using Java again, and then they will leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the funny, the funny thing about to me about like calendaring and meetings and this kind of stuff is that you know, like you say, there's 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 a lot of options out there in the market, but it seems like it's really an unsolved problem, you know. 
there are so many different ways of doing it of attacking it so so I, i'm looking forward to seeing it i mean you know, I'd, I'd very much like to be on your beta you know because uh, i think yeah sure I think people have, like, in the closure world at least, they have a different way of looking at things. And if it's yeah. privacy-focused and stuff like that, then I'm all in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, give you a call. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, you know, these kind of things, to me, they're, a, they're definitely an unsolved problem. I think, you know, it could be very interesting to, to see what you're, what you're doing, what your take is. But it's a, it's, a, it's a very... It's not complicated as such, but I think the the it's like email, right? Like everybody uses it in a different way. That is the challenge I see. I think it's worse than email because um, <laughs> no most standard. most people's calendars are messy, and we yes. live in a tech bubble. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm the big bet will be if people um, maintain their digital calendar, so this becomes useful. Yeah. 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 So. Um, that's that's a little bit of of gambling on our part. We'll, we'll yeah, just yeah. have to try it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, I did try several things, and um, since we're talking about calendar stuff, so I use um, on desktop. I use Fantastical thingy, mm-hmm. and um, I use this Moleskin, Moleskine, Moleskin. How do you say that? The the book company. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I have so no idea. Have, <laughs> yeah. So the just they a have black, a, it's just a black a, a black fancy paper book, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but they have digital software now, like um, a right, okay. time page, like um, uh, it's a really cool, uh, cool uh, calendaring app. Uh, but uh, one of the biggest challenges for me is because I have so many other calendars, like all the four different domains and all that shit. So I man, I bounce between them and I use something called Clockwise. That that's been, I think that is the only one so far. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool because it it um, uh, I can set things, I can add multiple calendars and then give access to one set mm-hmm. of people and they see i'm busy and none of the mm-hmm. other calendars show up uh, which is cool yeah and they also have something like um, um automatically making sure that um, there is no overlapping shit or there is space between things and but yeah it's it's as you said i mean for us who are sup- supposed quote unquote supposed to know how to work with computers <laughs> calendars are like you know fucking sadomasochistic way of uh, you know spending my time Oh, but yeah. I can't imagine yeah. people who are less used to all this weird shit, like you know, people using Gmail, sending invite to Outlook, and then getting an ICS attachment and all that. Yeah, oh, yeah, man, it's it's pain actually. But yeah, I think it's a it's a very. Um, I think it's a completely so. unsolved problem. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. you said, I think first of all, it's like the, the, there is a problem with with partly because it's crappy that people won't use it. Like you said, there's all these like a hmm. bunch of friction involved, which is very hard to get rid of. I think. Mm-hmm. um because it's down to the to the kind of email clients or the or the calendar clients mm-hmm. so there's you know there's some friction there but there's also just this whole notion of using technology the the problem i think the big one of the biggest problems i've got with this kind of stuff is just visibility you know like mm-hmm. if it's in your phone you tend to see things day by day hour by hour it's very difficult to see like a week by week or a month by month flow mm-hmm. whereas if you've got it on the wall like a shared calendar then it's very visible, but then it's difficult to share. So, you know, it's yeah. kind of like you have this, you have this uh, dichotomy, really, you know, unless you have like a calendar on your wall, which is digital, or you have a, like a screen. Maybe that's what you should do, Tim. You know, it's like everyone's house, just get, forget that, just get a 4K TV, put it on a wall, 
Yeah. That's why it's no. a oh, it's not going to be 4K get, TV. It's going to be device you know. that you buy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That has only one app running. <laughs> exactly. Which is just exactly. this calendaring app. Yeah. Okay, a 70-inch e-ink display. Yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those uh, minimal phones now we have. What is it called? One phone or something? It's like a yeah. uh, e-ink uh, phone that just does phone stuff. That's pretty much it. Uh, I have I think they have like a couple of other things like you can send the directions to that one. Sounds like we we used to have that at some point in time. It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we did. So I think okay. Now now we know what product you're building. So you're you're gonna sell e-ink, 4K <laughs> wall calendar displays. I'm, yeah. I'm going to sell e-ink for the e-ink displays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's. <laughs> <laughs> This I is, will this buy is one of those, in that, you know. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those apps that you, that used to claim, you know, we're gonna, you know, make your RAM double or something. <laughs> just, <laughs> just install it. Yeah, but it I, I want to buy RAM. NFTs for his e-ink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I think we, we have a we have a nice product then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, let's. I, I I'm pretty sure, you know. Um, you're going to take all this and then push them down to the top of your backlog. And then when the developer comes back. (laughs) (laughs) We're building hardware. (laughs) (laughs) No, we are selling (laughs) e-ink. Your e-ink cartridge is out, you know. (laughs) Anyway, um, uh, so let's let's talk about, you know, because you picked Clojure and uh, for the mobile development. how is the experience? Because there is always a gap between what Apple and I'm assuming Android is doing with the APIs. Yeah. And there is always like a newer, I, I felt like all of these things, when you use non quote unquote native or approved thing, you're always going one generation behind. Yeah. So how, how is how is that right now? Uh, how do you feel about that? That's the point that is holding us back most, to be honest. Mm. So um, just... Um, Writing the the front end itself isn't um, it's that's really easy with mm. um, the yeah you know, all the libraries you have you name it yeah um, the back end also the that's just uh, yeah a REST service or yeah mostly yeah um, even the authorization wasn't that hard mm. um, but what really eats the most time is ah oh, we have here a component for I don't know auth zero or for yeah, lock yeah. in with Apple. Right. And we integrate that now. And okay, how do we make it work? We need some interop, and then you have a lot of JS interop code. Yeah. Um, you need to figure out how to import all of that stuff. Yeah. How to configure it, and then you run it on iOS, and it works. Um, but in, it, my favorite bug: if you have um, lock in with Apple, uh, mm. it doesn't work in the iOS emulator. You can just test that on the device. That's an open <laughs> bug for two years now. So. <laughs> Um, well, we, are, we are used to that kind of stuff in Clojure. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then you need to test it on Android and hope that it works. Yeah. So the getting started, the setting up of everything, the whole uh, shadow project to to get the first results that was really really easy. Mm. And the yeah, integration of all the React Native components that's just currently the hard part. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Despite uh, everything uh, legal or approvals for app stores. That's exactly. Yeah, that's another. Animal. So, isn't yeah, there yeah. a big, uh, isn't there a big like library of calendar integration stuff for React Native? Oh, there is, there is. So um, that also works. We have the calendar access uh, running, mm. um, but um, yeah, most most of the um, 
the problems we had were with uh, authorization against the devices. Right. Yeah, so, right, right. Um, because you have to configure it uh, in your Apple account. You have to configure it in your Google Play Store account. Mm. You have to configure everything with uh, Auth0, what we are mm. using for uh, yeah. unified authentication. Mm. Yeah. Um, then you wire everything together, and uh, you hope that there is, um, yeah, that the component works in your setting. Yeah. So there's a lot of trying out mm. and a lot of manual testing involved, and that's really, yeah. 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 I think that that's always been, has been my hesitation whenever I think about well I, I only do it for fun for only for iOS by the way so I'm not mm -hmm. I have zero knowledge of Android because when I started trying to learn a little bit it's all like fucking XML shit and then I okay I'm not gonna do this probably <laughs> it's not the case anymore I mean it's all Kotlin and whatever right now these days but um, iOS I always felt like you know I, I cannot use the latest APIs I cannot use the, um, the fancy shit that Apple announces at WWDC for example I have to wait mm -hmm. for another generation to Mm. have the bindings or whatever and that that's a um that's 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 a tricky part because i feel like i miss out on providing the best ux for a given yeah. platform for yeah. a given platform. you know that's the context but mm. yeah yeah we will we will uh have to have a closer look afterwards uh, what were the issues would it maybe have been easier to write native apps yeah. Um, but on the other hand, um, we have a lot of CLJC files in the meanwhile yeah. with sharing yeah. codes between the front end and the back end. Yeah. And that's just a game changer if you come from, oh yeah, well yeah. any other language. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and so that's really helping us with um, having unified um, validations. Uh, we have mm -hmm. a, a spec which is mm -hmm. used by the app and the back end. So yeah. Um, yeah, that would have been a lot of manual work. Oh um, yeah, if yeah, we did yeah, it otherwise, yeah. yeah, and also incredibly difficult to maintain sync as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then then you'll end up like having three different products building, right? Because everything mm. you're building, and then that's that's like a nightmare. Yeah, uh, especially if you're a small smaller company. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, you, yeah, you, you can have do like the web interface team. pretty easily as well, can't you? Yes. Now? Yeah. 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 Super cool. Um, One of the things about React Native, just quickly, is are yeah, you yeah. going? Are you, do you, what kind of? Um, how do you integrate with JavaScript with React Native via Shadow or via yes modules or what, how are you how are React React hooks? Uh, um, so we are integrating with Shadow CLJS, um, and there's a whole ah uh, there's a whole circus to it. Um, I'm not so my my colleague on vacation would be the better <laughs> conversation <laughs> partner here. So. Um, we start with those um, with the npx package to start uh, everything on iOS. So we we build everything with Shadow. We make a watch on that, right. and um, then there's a, like npx um, React Native run iOS to run it in the emulator on on the app. Um, so that's the the dev setup, and um, yeah, for the let's say file deployment. Currently, we just uh, make a release build with Shadow. Hmm. And then we um, have an overly complicated fast line script. That's uh, that's a Ruby tool. That's only purpose is to build uh, uh, iOS apps or mobile <laughs> oh, apps. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, then this thing does the magic and pushes everything to the App Store. Right. Okay. And do do you? I mean, I don't know if you will. You can't do it as far as I know with React Native yet. But do you have something for the wearables? Like no, not planned or, yet. No, yeah. I think that's got to be pure native, doesn't it? The watch at the moment. Yeah, yeah. 
I think so, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you, you don't have anything. Well, I, I guess Android has some Android wearables as well, but uh, I'm not sure if it is the same level as Apple Watch uh, maturity. Yeah, I've seen some and really they... bizarre Samsung adverts with some creepy yeah, guys yeah. on ski lifts with watches. <laughs> look at my, look at my watch. I'm a hot guy. I'll see you later with the Apple ski. It's like, fuck, you know. It's just like, it's like some Me Too moments on the ski lift here. <laughs> I wouldn't buy Android Wear, that's for sure. <laughs> They're paid. This this entertainment is paid for by Apple. <laughs> um, I'm Apple and I endorse this message. <laughs> I'm Tim Apple. Tim Apple. <laughs> oh, God, this, this doesn't die. Anyway, um, but Tim, I mean, have you checked um, like uh, other things like um, compared to, because I know that... Um, um, Christoph Gran and uh, his colleague as well, they're building like Dart uh, yes. closure integration and we have the Flutter and yeah. uh, have you seen these things and how, um, how, is, how is that uh, well, have you considered it? Yeah. Um, we or I'm having a very close look at that mm. currently um, unfortunately uh, I don't think it's stable yet or they don't claim to be yeah, stable yeah, yet yeah, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. in development yeah. Yeah. I think I saw a tweet this week of somebody using it and everything working for the first time and Ooh, them being surprised okay. about it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I would really, really love to go out of that uh, JS ecosystem. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm not very comfortable in there. I, I don't mm. say it's bad um, mm. if you don't get catch viruses via NPM. Um, yeah, but um, I as soon as it's um, almost stable, I would uh, love to use it and try yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think NPM. Uh, I think it's it's a running joke, I guess. I think recently yeah. somebody released uh, <laughs> an update to their library, uh, like protesting against all the shit happening in Ukraine uh, by by Russia. I think so. <laughs> the update was deleting all the files on the developer machine. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah and they they updated an existing version in place, right? They didn't yes. just release yes. a new version. Exactly, and that's oh, just horrible. That it's even possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, uh, they probably have right reasons. Uh, well, well, wrong reasons, but right thing, I guess. I don't know. A right, right thing for wrong reasons. Seems like two wrongs there. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A weird justification. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the Dart, um, well, clo closure on Dart seems pretty interesting to me as well on the Dart VM. So I think that that uh, that is something that um, can be super useful too. If if you're trying to use Flutter later, I think that that's going to be like a really promising path, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I would say it's at least. I mean, my only only guess, but I'd say between six months and a year away before yeah, like yeah, you yeah, can start to build yeah. a company on it. You know, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. I'm pretty sure that. Well, you know, we'll wanna we'll try and get Christoph and his mate on. Yes, the, <laughs> in the next <laughs> month or two, I think to try and yeah. talk about it because it would be would be really interesting to discover. Yes, it, but... we'll we'll throw darts at Dart. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's that's sub, I think I need to put a subtitle. Please, please laugh or whatever, something like that. Like a <laughs> thing, um, applause. Um, so let's talk about the server side because you, you're using a pretty interesting stack out there, right? Like the XTDB for this mm -hmm. one for your project. So yeah. how how is that set up and and why did you pick XTDB? Um, I'm I'm not really sure if we need XTDB to be. Uh, 
to be sure. Hmm. Um, so it's the standard um, developer excuse, uh, like, oh, that's something cool that I want to yes, use it. Yes. <laughs> you know, for our first app that runs uh, internally, we used yeah. that as a playground to um, just mess around and try out some technology. Yeah. Um, we had a default PostgreSQL backend for mm -hmm. storage. And um, I, I'm really a big fan of SQL. So you can do amazing things with that. Yeah. Um, but it was um, um, a break in the media. So hmm. you have your closure data structures, and then you have to map that into a relational schema. Yeah. And um, yeah, you can select that back pretty easily. But if you have nested data structures, and then you start with um, building your grouping algorithms to just uh, get the dependencies back into one map, so yeah. everything that um, belongs together, um, and in the end, we wrote some lengthy SQL scripts, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, that we, we spent a lot of time on uh, testing that, writing tests for that, um, and doing the whole conversion. And and for our new use case, we realized that our data structures are more like documents. Yeah. So right, we right. were free to use a um, yeah, document-ish DB style. And um, there are a lot of mm, good databases in the closure area that mm, work like that or that work similarly. Yeah. And we selected XTDB because it is currently, in our opinion, the most stable. So they um, have a big team behind that. You can buy maintenance if it gets more serious. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, maybe uh, we're by temporality is a is a bonus that we're um, currently exploring, but um, seems like a great use case for like something that's talking about time and calendars and things yes. like that. You know, having like <laughs> having time as a first class citizen in the database seems like it might be useful. Yes. So um, yeah, currently we're only um, so only storing documents in there, so we're not uh, levering leveraging the whole feature set. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the selection uh, process was not uh, scientific. So um, <laughs> we said, "Oh, this this looks great. Let's use it." And uh, that sounds for now scientific we're... to me. It's, it's honest. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's about as you know. You can quit. You know, Excel's out of your kazoo, but you know, <laughs> comparison evaluation it always comes down no, to you know what do you fancy? You know. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure there is an evaluation Excel, and then there is just a weighted distribution, right? And then there is one thing oh, that yeah. says, "Do you like it?" Yes, okay, yeah. this is hundred. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> like one. It's like so CJ Kondo, you know. Does it bring you joy? You know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Then, but I believe that's a very it. very big point. Um, so, um, honestly speaking, so mm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, so that's why we're closure programmers at the end of the day, you know. Yes, um, we could have built the whole thing with our experience in Java and. Yeah. Um, I believe we could have built it faster because we didn't have that hurdle in the beginning. Mm. Um, but on the other hand, that's not really that's not really fun. And um, mm. if you choose a stack and you know, ah, okay, it's an okay stack, it will work, but it, writing your software will be a chore, mm. then yeah. um, I think that's a, a big part to, to look out for. Yeah, your motivation is going to be through the floor. Yeah. But how is the... Because you, you worked almost for... Um, what like um, fifteen years in um, and more than uh, almost fifteen years in in Java plus mm -hmm. Closure in total. So, and you started from Java and then moving to Closure. And how did the uh, when you're designing applications like um, because in Java you use different kind of architecture and everything and like, mm -hmm. different kind of approach. And 
so how did you feel the 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 transition was you know to switching to closure type of application development um that that definitely took a while mm. um so i'm not really sure what the predominant architecture style in java currently is it's mm. spring that's boot. a whole that's a whole yeah but that's a whole other rant i i have um <laughs> because um spring boot is not object oriented it's just creating data objects and passing it around to services and modifying yep. it so that's not really oop either but yep. that's a whole different topic um <laughs> so in i believe it's despite uh, the java objects being mutable um i wouldn't say it's really different because you you have an object you pass it to services which modify it and then you pass it to other services and this could be a functional architecture yeah. with a little tuning yeah, and like tweaking the data moving well, and you're not using immutable, but you're passing kind of mutated shit around. Yes. Yeah. And um, that's for web application. That's not so different. Uh, the big mindset change for me was writing functions that just um, transform these data structures into new structures, creating um, new interim structures in, on the go. Yeah. Of course, that's something you never do in Java because you would need to. I don't know, create 20 classes for one yeah, algorithm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that took some getting used to, but uh, yeah. now I have the problem the other way around. I have, uh, I don't know, in Java, um, a stream, and I pass an object in, and I think, ah, now you would have need some interim data structure. You could maybe misuse a tuple or a map for that, but that's not really idiomatic. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that, um, that took me a while. And So do, does that mean in, in Clojure, well, in you know, right now, so you stay at the maps being the domain level, or do you actually have like um, records and and this more quote unquote typed stuff? We currently have maps on as the main domain object yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. entity, if you yeah, entity, want to name yeah. it that way. Yeah. Um, but we are constantly checking with spec, so okay. we spec them down. Um, yeah. So if you pass anything into a method and uh, it is malformed, you get it, uh, they push it in your face immediately. So your implementation is running checking. in the runtime. Or... Yes. Mm. <laughs> and uh, that re works really well, this this open validation um, yeah. um, approach from spec. Yeah. Because now you um, the issue in Java is often that Ah, we have these classes now, and these classes mean this is our domain model, and it's very yeah. static. And you mm -hmm. try to push it into every subdomain where it might be a, a little different. Yeah. And then you start mapping. Mm -hmm. And with spec, you have just, well, you have a spec for a different domain or a different subdomain. Yeah. And you get you pass your data structure in there, and maybe there's stuff in there that doesn't belong there or that's yeah, slightly yeah. different. They don't but care about yeah. the subset is important, yeah. and yeah. that is yeah. yeah, really, really helpful. So you started using spec from the beginning then. And did you try using some other things like uh, Mali or? Uh... Um, we had Mali for our first application. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think there was anything wrong with it. But mm. um, for, um, why did we choose spec? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's a whole like CLJC thing with the React Native. Yes. And... Yeah, yes, and also it's a that's, code. Um, yeah. yeah, that mm, you can do it with uh, CLJC, also with Mali. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's okay. We don't. We don't need. To I'm know. not so sure anymore. 
<laughs> Again, we don't we don't have that uh, scientific approach <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's give this a try. Okay, that seems good. Moving on. <laughs> well, maybe you just didn't want to have another library, or you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm, well, spec is another library. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, no, yeah. but yeah, yeah. It come, it comes. It's one of the batteries included, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Anyway, but um, so spec is giving you the domain validations and everything, right? And so you're running it at runtime as well, or only like just uh, uh, testing or do you use generative testing and all that um, thing that comes with uh, spec as well? Um, we're running it Specs. at runtime yeah. on on the edge. So the REST service is using spec. We're, uh, yep. we're using Reitit. You can just wire spec into that yeah, yeah. to yep. check everything. Yeah. And um, currently we're testing anything that comes in, but also we're specking everything that comes out. So mm -hmm. if the REST service tries and sends something which is not according to spec, we just uh throw a server error so we really see that because um i believe that's the most dangerous thing about dynamic data structures if you just aggregate them from your data and uh, if you don't validate that you send a field out that you shouldn't send out yeah mm. so uh had that in a in a project some years ago the front end team um did a small mistake and the JSON that was sent to the front end for the bank user contained his internal rating data and blacklist status, and uh, <laughs> that was a high defect. And uh, we don't uh, we don't really want to have that. So uh, yeah. yeah, we spec everything going in and everything going out. But uh, I don't think it's uh, well. It 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 can be potentially stopped using really really heavily typed uh, objects mm -hmm. in, in other languages, but. There is never a guarantee, right? I mean, there is yeah. always going to be some weird field somewhere. Somebody introduces it, and then <laughs> there is going to be any well in, <laughs> yeah. in Scala or you know, some. Well, especially some because most of the times you're unmarshalling from JSON, so you kind yeah. of like you know, it's always yeah, going to be a runtime like thing, isn't it? You know, because you're going to get a blob of data from somewhere, and it's either going to yeah. conform or it isn't. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're we're using we're using transit, but still same. Same yeah. problem. Yeah. 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 I mean, once once it gets into non well on the wire, then you're pretty much all bets are off. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's like back in the core bar days. Like, can you serialize the whole behavior? Anyway. <laughs> um. So so you're not. Uh, let's let's talk about a bit about your um consulting side because now now you're also looking at different types of closure projects in uh, in the in the wild, right? Mm -hmm. Um yeah, unfortunately the consulting part is mostly Java currently. Mm. Um because that's yeah, for me and my other consulting colleague, um we have around 10, 12, 13 years of experience in Java each. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so that's what we can safely sell currently. Yeah, yeah. Um right. if the product works, um then we would consider just cutting the consulting part of the company altogether. Yeah. Um, so it's currently it's the the means to build the product, and because yeah, um, yeah. hmm. we we decided to bootstrap, so we're financing everything with the money we make through consulting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Currently it works, so hmm. we'll have to see how long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, there's there is there are some contracting positions for closure available, but it's usually closure script front end. Hmm. And that's not my strongest suit, so I'm not comfortable um, for wanting money to do that work because uh, <laughs> I'm 
better on the back end. <laughs> so let's let's maybe a bit deep dive into closure. So um, we we talked about the the, the design, and um, uh, so if I understand you correctly, you know, you like this functional approach of um, doing things in closure. So what is it that makes you super happy about closure, and what is pissing you off about closure oh, right cool. now? So the thing that makes me super happy is working in the REPL. Mm. Um, I'm not the person who can concentrate for hours and hours. Mm. So if you ask me to play chess, that would be complete hell for me. And um, <laughs> I'd be too super quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> chess game can and, can finish in three <laughs> three moves. So. <laughs> and um, so the REPL and the whole working with the REPL is by far the best part for me because I can just create my function i can i can play with it i can reason about it in a very focused state of mind yeah i don't have to leave to go through the unit tests i don't have to uh um do something else so yeah, that's yeah. the the most fun part for me mm. actually last week i was at a java conference with a mm -hmm. closure talk and i uh just showed the java people how the REPL works and yeah. how we can um yeah, create the database function that accesses the database and you just test it in the REPL. You don't have to write a unit test. You don't have to uh, create a REST mm. service to test it. Uh, and yeah, some jaws dropped there and <laughs> completely correctly. So that's, uh, yeah, the, the one superpower that I'm most happy to work with. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. pisses me off? Um, that's Is a, it a long list? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's really not when a you're long not, list. When you're not working with the REPL. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe it's because I have still far more experience with Java, but I believe reading closure code that somebody else wrote is harder. Yeah. So if you're um, if you're in the REPL and you're reasoning about that, you combine those functions and it all makes sense. You start from from the the inner part of the function and then you add the other functions and you transform the results. Yep. If you have to read that, I believe it's a little harder to get into. Hmm. Hmm. It's like, I mean, documenting these pipelines is a little bit underdone. So you kind of have to work it out from first principles. Yeah, or you don't really know what this interim data structure that the one mm. function produces is. And so um, that makes it sometimes a little harder to reason about for me personally. Yeah, I think it's it's something that, that bugs me as well, especially... Um... Even the code that I wrote like half an hour ago, then I come back and I'm like, wait, what? I mean, this is the third function that I'm calling in this fucking map. And then, okay, what I'm doing, which key and what exactly am I trying to transform here? And and, and then I I think there is this um kind of a um uh call it like a like a trap that I fall into. You know, I write it and then oh, I can replace this with a single reduce. Okay. Reduced, da, 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 and, then like, <laughs> and then I finish, and then I'm so happy, like fucking one line, it is amazing. You know? <laughs> I don't need to worry about it. And then after after writing a day of code, and there's like five levels of reduce getting called. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's my, a bit my like brain. an accordion or something. You know, it's like you're, you're kind of coming in and out and in. And yeah, out. exactly. Yes. I think that, that's the that's the that is the that is the most difficult part that I feel when I switch between um, a bit more statically typed shit and, and then closure every time, mm -hmm. because I have to have the REPL handy and then push some data at every level to see the output and then say, oh, this is what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I guess this is a uh, necessary evil, I would say. Yeah. There's still comments. 
that's that's not how i write code so no. <laughs> your code is documenting itself it's... yeah because you think uh, you know uh, i know what i'm doing to comment so. <laughs> <laughs> i don't so my only comment is like i have no fucking clue why this is working but it is working moving on <laughs> <laughs> anyway i always think as well that like when you pick up someone else's code it, what's interesting about the closure way in my opinion is that you pick up someone else's code and you start it up in the REPL and you start playing with it. Yeah. And that's that's how you learn it. You, it's difficult to do it just through, and I think it's kind of like crappy just to do it through reading. So, yeah. you know, um, and I think our expectations of other languages are that we kind of read it and play a computer in our head. Mm -hmm. But yeah. with Clojure, we don't have to do that anymore. We can just, you know, start it up and start playing with the functions. You know, and you can kind of also, if you can't do that, then you kind of get a bad feeling that it's not, it's not kind of designed properly. It's not good closure, if you know what I mean. Mm. If it's not REPL friendly, if it's not REPL oriented, then mm. what's going on here? You know, why have we got all this shit going on? Why can't I play with it in a REPL and see what's going on very easily? And also helps if there's a complicated or more complicated function, if you just uh, yeah drop a rich comment with uh, yeah basic usage below. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 Awesome unit test or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think also, I think one of the things that I've, it's underplayed a little bit um, because it's not, I, I don't know if it's like really out there yet so much amongst every closure user, but um, is these things like tap um, mm -hmm. because, you know, you can really get a nice leverage from that, you know, putting it inside of the uh, the pipelines as well to to see what's occurring in the middle of these data structures. And you can get, uh, uh, you know, a very nice visual view of these things with with all the kind of toolkits that are out there now, the browser-based mm -hmm. ones and the JavaFX-based ones. And the names are escaping me, which is why I'm saying the technology. <laughs> <laughs> we've had, we've had both much... of these people on the show as well. <laughs> no, there is Portal and the Revel. Uh... Revel, Reveal, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Reveal, sorry. Yeah. Reveal and, reveal uh, and Portal. portal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think by Chris and... Um... Sorry, man. I forgot your name. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Alexi? Don't mention yeah. anyone's name, you know. Don't mention <laughs> the technologies. Don't mention the name. Let everyone work it out from first principles. and then <laughs> Google for it. Exactly. Um, Come on, guys. But I haven't, I haven't seen enough, um, uh, maybe because, you know, uh, it's not. Uh, I'm not that active on the socials, as they say, you know, like the tap on these things, because I still see people just using the, regular REPL way of things and because there, there was a big um, uh, announcement about Rebel. Um, I, mm. I haven't seen much traction behind that either. For me, it feels like, you what know. What was the big announcement of Rebel then? You mean no, back I mean, in Rebel the day? Was, like the data, uh, you can add the, what is it called? Like the uh, data, uh, attach some additional metadata to the, to the thing and then you can explore everything using Rebel. Oh, the nav uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. The nav thing, yeah. yeah. Data navigation. So, but, I've, I haven't seen enough. Have, yeah, yeah Datify. Yes, exactly. I mean, um, I haven't seen these things getting picked up that easily in the closure community for some reason. Maybe mm -hmm. it's because, you know, we we have a way, you get used to one way and then it's very productive for you. Mm -hmm. And then it's it's hard to break, you know, that, that pipeline. Like, I know there is depth, but 
all my projects are lining in. Actually, <laughs> I, mm, I can't I can't switch. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, why? You mentioned that though, actually, VJ, and I think maybe I don't know. It could be something good for Tim because, like, yeah. calendar entries seem like a kind of a way for Datafy and Nav could become some interesting things. So, so do you mean he's just gonna ship a repo to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Let them just type closure code. No, but Datafy and Nav are about, about like essentially <laughs> exactly. they're about navigating the hierarchy, aren't they? You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, that, that, that's what my thinking is. I, I don't know. I mean, if you if, if, do, you adopt like look, there is depth, so I'm gonna switch to that one, or uh, um, are are you still more like? You know, I know lining in very well. I'm going to switch to that that thing, or that's, I know depths very well, or something like that. That's uh, something really fresh. Um, we it, using lining for everything because we're still building on Luminous. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this this week, last week, um, I uh, wrote my first library with uh, with depths. Hmm. Um, it's that um, it's a test containers plugin for Kyocha. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just wanted to try it out because I have the feeling that the whole ecosystem is moving there. Yeah. And uh, so it became painful enough or it, for me not to know this stuff yeah. to tell myself now I will try it. And um, yeah, but it took some some steps. Um, and I first I regretted it because I wanted to uh, publish the library to Clojars. Mm-hmm. And with Lining, that's just Line, Deploy, yeah, Clojars. Exactly. And it mm-hmm. does everything. And with depths, you need to, uh, yeah, read into everything. You are okay. What what plugin do I need? Are there step star? Oh no, it's deprecated. Um, and that was a lot to learn. But <laughs> but that that is the that is the thing that I mean. Like Leningen has been one of these um, <laughs> super mature uh, thing that has been there since the since the dawn of closure, or maybe mm-hmm. like two days after closure, <laughs> on the on the second day or the third mm-hmm. day, and. <laughs> You know, depths is something that uh, core team is throwing their weight behind. So I think it's I see I see even more and more people adapting depths. I think, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not there yet. Maybe one day I feel like you, like oh, I'm gonna switch to this and like yang, and then just say like in anger. It it reminds me a little bit. Um, hope I'm not talking too much Java here. Um, so in, in Java, there's the Maven and the Gradle people. Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. Gradle is also you can write code to define your pipelines and. Um, yeah, if you just have your project by declaration, it just works. Yeah, and you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to have the special cases, then you're in trouble. Yeah. Um, and with the um, everything as code um, built tools, yeah, you need to have your code. You need yep. to know where to find it or where to find your plugins. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a little harder to set up, in my opinion. But um, yeah, as I said, I just started it and. Yeah, um, yeah, worked pretty well for me. I think that's a that's a good comparison. I would say because uh, I, I was also heavily invested in Maven while writing Java, including writing Maven plugins myself. And then every time I open a Gradle project, it's a different beast mm-hmm. because there, there is there is no declarative, there is no common ground mm-hmm. for you know. Th- there are some default build properties, of course, mm-hmm. but rest of it like custom code. That means I, I need to switch my brain to oh, this is also code, so I need to. Yep. Treat mm, it like mm, that mm. instead of um, declarative shit that you have in in Maven. Hmm. Anyway, um, so w- why not? Why didn't you get into Closure Script? Why I did not why, get Tim, in? Why? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> why I didn't get into Closure Script? Yes. 
Um, I mean, not, not as much come as on, intelligence. <laughs> yes. No, if um, you can't answer this right it? now, we will <laughs> we'll kick you off the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I said, I'm I have a lot of experience in the back end, so I'm uh, I have a lot of experience in parallelizing back end, performance tuning, um, mm-hmm. data storage, persistence. That's my strong suit. Yeah. And I'm also working on our product in the in the front end, so I also do closure script there. Mm. Um, but the whole front end concept is. Yeah, not where my main experience is laying. So hmm. um, currently our chief developer for the uh, application, he's doing a lot of front end. Hmm. Um, I'm doing the back end mostly currently okay. um, because he's also used to writing front end. He's a former Elix- Elixir guy. Oh. Um, and uh, so that's where we naturally divided to work currently. Yeah. Is Elixir a front end tool? I thought it was a back end tool. Um, maybe you mean Phoenix, like Elixir, the whole shebang, maybe. Um, let me. Or uh, do you mean Elm? Ah, uh, yes. Thank you. Ah, right. Um, okay. Yeah. You yeah. see, front end is not my strongest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we we get it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Elixir is just Ruby on uh, on Beam. Uh, ah, okay. On, on Beam yeah. VM. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I probably insulted the entire Elixir community, but I'm guessing <laughs> zero guy. of the people are listening to this stuff yeah. anyway. So. <laughs> we still need to get the closure um, uh, beam uh, closure closure Erlang uh, person on the podcast. There is, a, there is a closure OTP, isn't there, interface? Yeah, that's called closure. Oh, closure. closure yeah, okay. yeah, ERL. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so... Do you dabble in other languages than than Java and Clojure? Um, sometimes. So my wife is a statistician, so mm. um, I dabbled in R a little okay. bit. R, mm. the pirate's language. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> the worst language to Google. Um, <laughs> and um, when I quit my former job, my team um, gifted me a bottle of whiskey and a Haskell book. Ooh. <laughs> which go along really both. nicely. <laughs> you get headaches with both of them. <laughs> so um, I started to learn a little Haskell. Yeah. Um, really like the language, but now that I'm used to Lisp, uh, everything else is too verbose. Mm. Yes. Um, but on that conference where I was last week, there was a brilliant talk um, on Frege. That's a yeah, Haskell yeah. for the JDM. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he did some amazing stuff with that. So he wrote a type system that could realize if you are in a Java FX threat and yep. prevent you from evoking side effects there. Yeah. And that's just completely insane. So yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I don't have a use case for that, but <laughs> I, I would like to have one. <laughs> Actually, the, the, the fun thing, fun story, or the side uh, story, is that, um, uh, you know, I was just telling you I was in Basel. And I went there for mm-hmm. the Frieger day. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was with uh, Dirk uh, Koenig, I think. Um, Dirk Koenig? Yeah. yeah, and yeah. Uh, Ingo, the 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 guy who created uh, Frieger. Mm-hmm. So we spent like a day. It was like four people that back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> and and Frieger is super interesting. I don't want to call it weird because the compiler actually produces Java code, not byte code. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's still the case, but uh, it's um, uh, like literally writing Java, you know, f- from from Haskell. And it's so super super cool. And we also had a call with. Um, 
uh, SPJ, Simon Pete and Jones and discussing all this stuff and Ingo and uh, those people. So I, I was just, you know, sitting there and everything is just flying above my head. How <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? I'm just basking in this glory of these um, super smart people <laughs> and just, you know, blinding my eyes. And <laughs> But it's, it's a, it's a super cool, interesting um, language, by the way. So I, I, because my, I always think that in general, my principle is that I should have like one language in, um, uh, in every type of thinking, like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of prototypical languages, you have IO, uh, language, and then you have JavaScript, which is kind of a monster. Mm-hmm. And then you have, um, you know, dynamic shit like Python and closure, and then you have the static things and static things. I, I used to learn, uh, Haskell, like still keep learning Haskell every year. And then Frigo was one of the <laughs> things because, you know, you, when you're close to JVM, you want something that runs on JVM. Yeah. So Frigo was uh, one of the interesting uh, things. I think um, um, Sean Corfield also contributed some to Frigo in the beginning. Okay. I remember having some PRs and uh, I tried to do some string related stuff as well. But yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting, interesting language. But then... You need to have all the ecosystem anyway. What yeah. about the uh, like lower level languages? Did you come straight into Java yeah. or did you ever look at like C or assembly or then you can like move up to sort of things Cobalt. like Rust or Zig so or something the, like that? The, <laughs> you're joking. No. Um, <laughs> so it started with basic in school. Hmm. Right. Uh, started with QBasic. Yep. Um, wrote some stuff in that. Um, then the next step was Delphi. Right. Oh, or or nice. Object Yeah, yeah. Um, which is when you have uh, programmed after that for 15 years, it's just completely weird. You <laughs> drop functionality to the UI to add it to the application. That's just <laughs> wild. Um, then um, I started after school my apprenticeship in Java. Um, but the first half year, the shop I was at uh, used um, COBOL and ILE RPG. Oh, oh my God. And... Okay. Um, I didn't know better. I thought, hey, okay, maybe it, <laughs> it, it, it pays. It, it won't be so bad. And after six months, they decided to move everything over to Java. And that was a very lucky day for me. Oh, my God, yes. And uh, yeah, that uh, set me on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> Two bullets dodged there, yeah. And for, for the low-level languages, I never really had, had the knack for them. Um, I sometimes jokingly said to friends that the further I'm away from the hardware, the happier I am with the language. Um, I I looked into Go, but wasn't really love at first sight, so I stopped it again. So, uh, but don't know really, don't really know the reason. So, hmm. well, I mean, you need to have the um, uh, production use case for it as well, yeah. right? To stick something. You know? Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be like my experimentation with Frigga and, and Haskell. <laughs> you keep <laughs> doing every time I finish the first two chapters. Oh, I can run Hello World. Moving on, and then you go back to your. <laughs> your own stuff and then continue with that crap so hmm. yeah i think with with these all other languages you need to be doing especially these days you need to be doing something on around like embedded systems or something mm-hmm. like that or very very yeah. high performance technology you know yeah. games or something like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know where where every you know every millisecond counts and then mm-hmm. then it makes then it makes some sense but you know even for a lot of these domains you can get away with high level languages yeah, hmm. that's true. Anyway, um, cool. so uh, just a, a couple of more questions. So, sure. what does Java hippie mean? Is it like you are still hip about Java, or <laughs> you, you know you moved away from um, it? Why are you not man. closure hippie? I chose that uh, nickname out of spite. 
Um, <laughs> because I was in a big banking project and there was a brilliant database developer. So it was an Oracle, so everything very corporate. Uh, that guy had a PhD in math mm -hmm. and uh, he was just completely brilliant. Um, he told me that for one client, um, he used relational algebra to prove them that their use case could not be solved with a database or a relational database. Wow. So this level. Yeah. And he was completely bored because the project was just trivial, crud yeah. banking stuff. Um, and so he started playing with the database and tried to push more logic into the database. But he was mm. the only one who could do that because he was the brilliant PhD yeah. SQL guy. Yeah. And um, the other people were just Java developers. So obviously, we pushed to keep most logic in Java. Yeah. And that upset him. And at some <laughs> point, he just, uh, in a meeting, jumped up and said, ah, I'm so sick of all you damn Java hippies and runs out <laughs> of the room. And I thought, hey, that's a great name. I keep that. <laughs> <laughs> So you're still a Java hippie, but you're more closure hippie now. Yeah, but uh, changing, changing her name is very, uh, very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds yeah, me, actually, when I worked with some mainframe people, they always used to talk about like Unix and Java as a freak show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> to my they're, face, you know. Like <laughs> they're the ones to talk. <laughs> Now we are after 15 years. I, I still remember how Java was like super cool and awesome when I was doing C++ shit. And yeah, then yeah. first AWT came out and like magical, this this, this is going to be the same shit. And I used to see the screenshots on every operating system, the same AWT shit, which looks mm -hmm. like shit on every operating system, which is <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> amazing. Like, it looked like crap. And then there is all these look and feel classes that I had to build in um, later years. And, Anyway, what, what do you think about all of this, um, like more rapid uh, iteration of uh, the Java versions yeah. these days, Tim? You know, because uh, it feels to me a bit like they've caught their mojo a little bit again, especially yes. on some of the projects. They look quite interesting. Project Panama yes. and uh, Project like Loom is uh, will Loom, be yeah. the big game changer on JVM. So yeah. uh, virtual threats, not having yeah, yeah. Java not threats bound to an uh, operating yeah. threat, a system threat. Yeah. Um, this killed the whole reactive Java community. Yeah, We had just had a discussion that on all the conferences, the reactive talks have just disappeared or mostly disappeared because yeah. with Loom, there won't be any need for reactive anymore mm. um, or for most reactive use cases. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think you put it right. They have caught the mojo again. Um, mm. The decision to release preview features with the JVM, mm. you can mm. enable with the JVM flag was brilliant mm. because they yeah. can collect user feedbacks. Um, Brian Gutz is amazing in talking about the rationale for the new features. He's yeah. doing an amazing job. Um, for my taste, they're a little too eager currently with throwing out things from core mm. because the downward compatibility promise they have just broke. So yeah. migrating from Java 8 to a later version is, uh, <sighs> In some areas, it's pain. If um, I had yeah. to migrate some older Java EE uh, stuff from Java 8 to 11, and it was just really painful because yeah, yeah, you had stuff. breaking changes. So that yeah. promise got broken a little bit. Um, but otherwise, I think they're doing a really good job lately. Yeah. And also that the release cycle and the way that they're you know, churning on the, on the things, I think things are getting at least in slightly more interesting. But my my thought there is that they're more um, 
competitive way. These kind of things are more competing again as languages like Scala rather than Clojure, yeah. right? Because there is whole, you know, there is less in, in, in incentive to use Scala or Kotlin if Java keeps up all these value classes and properties and all this shit comes out and yeah. things become much more, um, um, all, all the nice things that other languages used to have and they're also part of the Java now, so. But I, yeah. think, I think the biggest thing for me is like, or I think what they're doing eventually is improving the, like they're improving the infrastructure of the JVM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think these are the things which really matter to, you know, hosted languages. Um, mm. Because I don't think that Java really cares about Scala and Clojure and stuff like that. I think they care about, well, where, can, where are we not deployed? Where are other languages, you know, like mm-hmm. Go or Rust or mm. whatever, where are they winning? And where yep. is Java losing? You know, so ML and stuff like this. You know, yeah. Java suddenly can't. You know, Python is beating Java in yep. ML, and that you know they can't take that. If, if they're yep. going to keep relevant, if they're going to stay like like a language that is applicable in a lot of very important domains, hmm. then especially in ML, I think they've got to get better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Currently, they're focusing on on functional features, so they mm. they're getting pattern matching. They have yeah, uh, with yeah. their records. They are working yeah. on the immutable data types, so everything comes together that you have uh, at least the building blocks to do some functional-ish programming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. Anyway, uh, wow, um, we're almost ninety minutes. There, are, I think there. Uh, oh, uh, is there any any other project that you want to highlight, uh, Tim? Something that um, you know that that you open sourced or something that that you're interested in or you're contributing or you want to contribute? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so um, I'm currently maintaining um, a closure library which wraps the Java test containers library. Yeah. Talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. So it uh, enables you to specify um, that before I run my tests, I want to start a Postgres uh, database in Docker. Yeah. I want to connect to it, uh, run my integration tests against that, and then throw it away. Mm-hmm. So um, the Java library made a big splash in the Java ecosystem the last years. Yep. Um, the founders even built their own company now mm-hmm. who um, want to offer test containers as a cloud. So There's... container, you mean like, like Docker containers? Um... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So um, that you don't need Docker on your machine, but you just uh, run your integration tests against container images in, oh. uh, or in the cloud. Okay. Um, I was lucky enough to test that already because I have an early access because of that wrapper <laughs> library and it works <laughs> amazingly well. Okay. Um, so it's like a CI tool, is it? Um, no, it's meant, uh, you can run it on CI and we do, mm-hmm. but it's also, you can also run it on your machine. So you can just define ah, it as a part okay. of your unit tests. Yeah. And if you want to run integration tests, you don't need the database, the broker, the mm-hmm. message queue or the HTTP endpoint on your machine. Okay. You can just, um, pack that into a Docker container and uh, just say in the test that it should start before the tests and be torn down afterwards. Mm. Oh, it's um, like fixtures, like Docker fixtures, essentially. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So they do, they hide the whole Docker API away from you, and mm-hmm. which is a very good thing. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a daemon running, which checks um, if the JVM that started the Docker, um, the Docker container is not there anymore, and then it just kills everything. So you don't uh, just collect Docker containers while you go. Right, right, yeah. And um, yeah, there are some really good ideas in there, and it really cuts down on all the administrative part of running integration tests. 
Okay. And mm, if yeah, you set yeah. it up right, you can just just uh, yeah check out code, run line test. Yeah. Uh, and it works uh, if you have Docker installed. That's wow. a very nice thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, I'm sort of a bit of an unfan of Docker to some extent, but if you can <laughs> if you can get rid of the uh, the the bullshit around all of the the you know this this whole composition this docker compose stuff and mm-hmm. uh, they've they've you know in recent years they've changed all the languages and how they do yeah. things and it's all very tedious you know especially as you know in in the sort of the the period where they were migrating from one kind of model to another yeah yeah so if you can get rid of that for us then that's excellent for me because <laughs> i kind of like ah <laughs> why are they doing all this horrible i mean i get why they're improving things but why are they making me suffer <laughs> and why do they still stick with yaml <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> oh jesus yaml i mean yeah i mean you know uh, i don't think that it, there is any reasonable configuration language the only thing that i could find was um you know the d how um that's by one of the persons in haskell community mm-hmm. uh, it's um it's a non-Turing complete configuration language, which is uh, pretty uh, cool, actually. So but the thing about, something... I, I always think of YAML as a bit like SQL, actually, um, in the sense that you see the advertising for YAML and it yeah, seems pretty yeah. straightforward, you know? Yeah. And you see, like, select star from employee and it seems, yeah, that's okay. I get it. That's nice. <laughs> but then you do some real work and it's like, ah, oh, fuck! You know, <laughs> this isn't so nice anymore. <laughs> but but I believe SQL Left is out more... a join union <laughs> aggregate. <laughs> ah! I believe SQL is more predictable. I don't know if you yeah, know that true. story that uh, you can if you use uh, country isocodes in YAML, yeah, you shouldn't be no. in Norway because yes. NO is, is cast a... to a false boolean. Yes. Oh my yes. So. <laughs> yes. I mean YAML, uh, YAML hates Norway. So moving yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, YAML is the, like the JavaScript of configuration, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but I think DHAL is pretty, uh, or DAL, I think. I don't know how. Oh, how DAL, to, yeah, okay. Yeah, DHA, LL. Yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting take, and but it it looks a bit Haskell y. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. With, uh, oh, okay. with the, anyway, but that's a rant for some other day. <laughs> um, cool. I think, um, it, oh, sorry. Uh, so this is the. CLJ test containers project, right? The the one yes, that you're right. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That sounds so really that, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any any other things that uh, that you want to mention? Not so sure right now. I would uh, give a shout out to ClojureD, but it doesn't need one, <laughs> especially <laughs> not from me. <laughs> no, I think I so, think we should. We should. I mean, we'll be there. I'm sure you'll be there. And ClojureD yes. is a you know amazing amazing thing, and and as ex conference organizer, I can I can imagine all the hard work. Yes. Needed to run a run a conference, so um, I think we'll be there. So um, I hope that uh, that doesn't distract people from coming there. But <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you know that that will invite more people to show up and then punch us in the face because we insulted your cat. Uh, <laughs> that, that is also a nice thing. Cat slash cheese. <laughs> cat cheese. Yeah, all of the Very shitty street. editors that you're using, you know, <laughs> c- come and pick a fight, bro. <laughs> we'll, we'll be outside the, uh, we'll be in the parking, and I'll be. We'll be in the, uh, the the vegetarian the meal queue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I think the closure D is in uh, in, in uh, June. June, I think. Yeah. June eleventh. Yeah. yeah, June eleventh. So we'll be there. Uh, hopefully, no. Well, 
you never know given the given the world uh, that we live in but um, yeah. th- there is a high probability that we're going to be there yeah mm-hmm. um and tim you'll be there as well right so yeah sure yeah um, awesome also happy to be sponsoring the conference with my company for the first Ooh, time wow. nice. So okay. nice that's worth it <laughs> yes <laughs> i think that good. that's the yeah. that's the that's the that is something that uh, i think closure community is doing really well with clj together and yeah. uh, closure sponsorships and um, you know supporting all these amazing people putting out all the open source work which is basically everybody's using all mm-hmm. the way from lining into clj condo and all the stuff that we are you know churning out yeah um, so yeah, a big shout out to to the people and also companies like you uh, tim which is uh, just super awesome it it it's always been a pleasure for me to to contact people for sponsorships it's always like a positive experience uh, mm-hmm. when, when i was doing that so cool so we'll see your uh, company logo uh, everywhere in uh, closure d uh, as uh, well yeah that's awesome. the plan <laughs> awesome <laughs> so how how do you pronounce the company tim it's like lambda schmiede um, yeah lambda schmiede it's um um basically the schmiede is the where you process the hot metal to into something else like a foundry oh, like a kiln yes. Oh, yes. foundry. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit unfortunate because I found out after founding the company that there's also a company that's called Lambda Forge. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is uh, yep. building data hike. So yes. I'm not sure how I, this slipped by me. And they're not so far away. I believe it's an hour and 90 minutes per car. So that might be awkward. If you're listening, I'm really sorry. That was not intentional. <laughs> well, you, you can say Lambda Schmiede is a Deutsch for yes. uh, Lambda Forge. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The Lambda Industrial Revolution. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, um, I look forward to seeing you at the conference then, Tim. And yeah, can, me too. Uh, yeah, talk yeah. more about dogs and uh, about the calendars and how it's all working out. <laughs> yes. And uh, we, you know, we regularly chat on uh, Closure Europe as well. Shout out to everyone on, on uh, hashtag Closure, Closure Europe on the Slacks. Closure it's a very Europe. nice, chilled out uh, channel. On, on yes, Slack, I'm I mostly a reader there. I, I see uh, lots of nice uh, discussions around there, like very friendly folks talking about it. So I didn't want to jump in and then make everything bad for everybody. So <laughs> <laughs> just say good morning. That's, That's all you ever do. <laughs> Are you saying this is a good morning, or is it uh, you know morning to be good on? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, just just one more one more thing. I think that the, the, the <laughs> clown sill. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the name is fucking weird, man. I oh, mean, man, yeah. uh, you know, Daniel and uh, and I think we we did a long riff on Daniel's last name, so um I, I don't think we should Yeah, Higginbottom. <laughs> so we should probably not make any more jokes about the names that these guys are picking, but it could have been slightly better name, but uh, awesome awesome initiative though. I, I think it uh, should be like, you know, they should have a logo of a clown. Because it's yeah. called the Clown Sill, you know. So yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a funny name, but they're, they're, we're, we're we're joking about it with love, though, guys. You know. Yes. Friends, all friends of the show. You know. Yes. Arne and everybody who is uh, participating in this. Yeah, Mike and, uh, it's, uh, and Jordan. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> we love you all, but the uh, name sucks. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that proves naming is one of the hardest things to do. So you know, <laughs> we we bow to you for. <laughs> picking the fancy thing but i think it's a clownsill.org um our car is it uh com i don't know i have to look it up yeah clownsill dot okay. something yeah yes well um, it's a unique name you can yeah, google you can, it pretty it's easily it's got a lot of google, <laughs> lot of google juice i'm sure yeah. yes <laughs> and it's it's an because i think closure has always been 
we've been complaining about bigger experience and this is a nice um, uh, way of uh, letting people in and getting them yeah. uh, maybe it's a much more beginner friendly name you know let's let's clown around and have fun and yeah yeah it's true yeah maybe that that makes sense so anyway so yeah do join that one um yeah th- thanks a lot tim for for joining us from uh, freiburg yeah thanks and, for the um, invitation and, and uh, you know um good luck with the with the the, the challenge that you have taken up uh, to to solve the uh, world's uh, calendaring problems uh, <laughs> thank we're, you we're super <laughs> yeah i mean it, it is it is a you know fucking difficult thing uh, as far as i no with my limited knowledge so <laughs> not to dishearten you but you know <laughs> yeah 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 that's no, I mean, yeah, a possible yeah. problem to solve but get on with it you know. it's, <laughs> shoot for the moon right <laughs> yes exactly look well, forward to lambda schmieder coin yes <laughs> airdrop soon <laughs> yes <laughs> first, first first you need to build your own chart client um <laughs> Anyway, um yeah, hey, it's uh, it's amazing to talk to you and then you know it's lovely to talk to the you know your uh, journey from Java to Clojure and then you're mm-hmm. using that to uh, to build the company and um you know and also sponsoring Clojure be giving back to community. Uh this is really really appreciated I think and we I'm gonna, I'd love to see you um at Clojure and ignore you because of my celebrity charm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, who are you again? Um uh, on. <laughs> Don't get parasocial on me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we should we should hang out and then have some uh, nice um, you know, meal at Closure D and then walk around Berlin and talk about all the I think by the time you'll be releasing your product I'm I'm guessing. So that uh, I hope so. Yeah. Super super nice to <laughs> have it. We can make an that. appointment on the product. I think yes. that's the way yes. to do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Send us an invitation. Yeah. Everyone at Closure D, you want to organize shit? Download this product. Yeah. Yes. And if it doesn't work, I will pull the company logo from all the sponsoring. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but yeah, it could be like a really good, like get organized with this thing. Yeah. I, I think if it doesn't work, you just give like, a, oh, this is the Enderpil socket. Go and fix it yourself. Well, I think, you know, <laughs> if it doesn't work, they're obviously holding it wrong. I think that's exactly. the, that's the yeah, first it's, answer. It's just a know. mindset. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> cool on that uh, happy note um thanks a lot for joining and uh, you know good luck with the dog maybe i'm i'm going to bring my dog to berlin so you know maybe uh, we'll have a dog reunion there we'll see yeah mine will stay here <laughs> too much excitement yeah. <laughs> cool and that's it from us um see you again in the next episode which is going to be 873 episode so <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of DefN. And the awesome vegetarian music or the track is Melon Hamburger by Pizzeri. And the show's audio is mixed by Walter Dullert. I'm pretty sure I butchered his name. Um maybe you should insert your own name here, Dullert. If you'd like to support us, uh, please do check out our Patreon page and you can show your appreciation to all the hard work. or the lack of hard work that we're doing and um, you can also catch up with uh, either ray with me for some unexplainable reason uh, you want to interact with us then uh, do check us out on slack closure in slack or closureverse or on zulip or just at us at defen podcast on twitter enjoy your day and see you in the next episode
Yeah, do- dogs are closure and cats are closure script. You know, I think that probably seems to work quite well, you know.